Hello, Novice Latest listeners, and welcome back to another episode in our new Superman retrospective. Um, today, we are joined by a friend of the show, Jason, coming on to another Superman-related episode after our In Brightest Day discussion. Um, but similarly to the last couple times Jason's come on, we had a, some issues with a little bit of a lag. So you might notice some stiltedness coming through the commentary. You might notice that occasionally when Jason speaks, you'll actually hear um, either me or Isaac's voice coming in a couple seconds late on his end. Hopefully by the next time he comes on, we'll have sorted out this little technical issue. But until then, hope you enjoy our commentary on the pilot to Smallville. to our second uh, stop on Pilotsville in the Superman vein. We just recently did Superboy, which we haven't released, I guess, for you, Jason, so you wouldn't know that, but we did the pilot for Superboy. And how was that? Uh, well, should we... Listen and find out. There you go. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, we were going to do Lois and Clark next, but yeah, now we're doing Smallville instead, so here we go. Because we have Jason on, so yeah, and Jason wanted to do Smallville rather than Lois and Clark. So. Yeah, and... I guess I guess people who like Geek Pollution will will know how to watch I guess uh, commentaries for Smallville. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was gonna definitely bring that up. That was my introduction to Geek Pollution, watching counting counting crypto freaks. So definitely have some nostalgia in that way connected to this show. Uh, but I also grew up watching it. Did you watch it as well, uh, Jason, when it was first airing, or did you come to it later? I watched it in. Um like reruns because when i first came to it it was like the 10th season which means it was pretty much over so i got to watch the the fun episodes of them trying to like of them trying to do like uh what was the one episode they did there was the one where they like they find out like chloe and like oliver are like some sort of like assassins or something they're like taking plots from like famous movies at the oh, time boy. There was, like, the Hangover episode. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I still have not seen that last season. I I fell off in season nine, so... But it was, like, my introduction to Smallville was that. Um, oh, dear. <laughs> there was the one where they, like, kind of do the... Uh, that was that Steve Carell movie where they, like, mix up uh, the one couple name with the other couple. They kind of did a spoof on that movie. Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> Oh, but after that, you went back and got caught up with the rest of the series? Yeah, I went back and watched the, the beginning of the series. I'm like, wow, it's really good. And there's not as many, like, goofy plot lines in here yet. Oh, it gets goofy at certain points. Oh, I know it does. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in season uh, four when we get the, the witch plots coming in. I was like, "What the? Oh, fuck? the witch plot! That <laughs> uh, it's not. For, and, and then, um, uh, what was the other plot? And then we have the uh, stuff with uh, Kara later on <laughs> in the season in the show. Uh-huh. 
Uh... And then you got uh, the season with Bizarro Clark. That stuff's cool. I like the Bizarro Clark stuff. I think Tom Welling actually plays that pretty cool. Um, but for but for you, Isaac, you have next to no experience with this show, right? Except I guess this pilot. So I remember probably like oh five or oh six. I I know Smallville exists. I know it's on the WBCW uh, when they did that big shift, and I know it's filmed here. But I don't know what didn't compel me to watch it. I I have no idea why. Whether it was like because it was an hour long, well, 42 minutes really, or something. I, I don't know why I uh, didn't want to watch it. Maybe in my mind, this is my, my thing now with Smallville is, and yeah, I was only like, not even a full up. I, I think the Ashmore brothers were in that one. I could be wrong on that, but my whole shtick with this is like, it's cool to see this, the, the, origins of of clark becoming superman in smallville but eventually he's got to go to metropolis right like he's got to do he's got to put on the cape and the suit right and then my argument was because i was watching it around the same time there was a either wb or cw show i think it was wb uh show called legion of superheroes and that was based on the comic books uh the comic book team where what was it clark was brought into the future by the legion of superheroes to defend against like you know evil doers and villains of the day that were causing them more problems than they needed help so they like came Dave six machina and was like oh let's get superman but they got him only when he was just starting uh as superman or he's like superboy really and not superman so i i was always like oh well if the show shifted from smallville to like legion of superheroes that'd probably be a cool idea and then it could justify having all this action um because i don't know how much action you can do inside a small town without it lasting like eight episodes per season if if that even just like two seasons at most and that's it yeah they, they pop up later in the show yeah i heard something about that that they i think like three of them show up um I was looking at like the DC wiki one time and looking up the characters and then all of a sudden it's like, bam, they're in Smallville. It's like, oh, yeah, we oh, okay then. We get just about everybody in terms of the Justice League. Once again, just like, uh, what was that show we watched before? Oh, yeah, just, just like Arrow and Flash, it becomes uh, a DC showcase. And or the Superman the Animated Series, it always becomes uh, DC showcase uh, at well, some point. Not, not really, <laughs> but does it not? Okay, I mean they show up, but they're very much the side characters to Clark's lead. Yeah, oh, I mean, okay. they never really take over. They, but they show up, but but they're not the main character. It's Superman's show. Oh, never mind. Okay, <laughs> yeah, they're never regulars or anything like that, except for Green Arrow briefly, but. But anyway, yeah, so uh, I guess we have this pilot to discuss, so I guess we should jump in. <laughs> yeah. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, those in between, get your legally or illegally purchased copies of the show, whether you have it on DVD. Blue, uh, is it on Blu-ray now, or is it... Oh, it's, it's on Blu-ray. It's coming out this month, I think. Interesting. I thought okay, it was on then. Blu-ray, like, it was on Blu-ray uh, here over, like, a few years ago, but I don't know. If they... Oh, maybe it's a new box set that they're releasing or something, because I know there's a big special thing coming out next month. Because uh, this year is actually the 20th anniversary of Smallville next month. Oh. Which I guess we should mention we're recording this on 9-11. And uh, uh, oh, yeah. Smallville aired on October 16th, uh, 2001. Yeah. So just a month yeah. later. 9-11. But... Also the same day as a, uh, as a new uh, 
an album by Nickelback. <laughs> the second worst thing to happen on that day. Oh, did I did I ever tell you, Jason? I'm just kidding. That uh, I lived for a while in the same city that Chad Kroger lives in. No, you didn't tell me that. And I used to see him speeding around in his fancy sports car all the time. That's awesome. Yeah, sometimes I'd just be driving and a car would pull up to me with blaring music. I'd be like, who the fuck's this? And I'd look over, I'm like, oh, it's the guy from Nickelback. So, <laughs> well, but anyway, that's just um, a random little side story. I didn't get to talk about this in Speakeasy, but my girlfriend is a big fan of Nickelback. So, oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, but if everyone has their copy to, to timestamp zero, we'll hit play in three, two, one, play. There you go. And, yeah, Jason might be a little out of sync with us here, but... Yep, some rocks. I There's a lot of rocks, not just one rock. And a CGI ship. Yeah. You're saying these rocks aren't all CGI? Uh, let's, let's take out... I got my PlayStation controller. Let's, let's, let's uh, shut it down there. Oh, yeah, when's the game going to start? Yeah, PS1. Oh, by the way, can you tell all, the, all these corn uh, are all fake CGI? I mean... On the commentary, uh, Miles Miller and Afro Go were very impressed. They're like, you can't even tell. <laughs> oh, there you go. Queen Industries. For 2001, maybe. <laughs> yes, there you go. Absolutely, that's cool. Oh, Daily Planet. I forgot about that. Ah, the and great... Lionel Luther, a character created uh, just for this show. Yeah, played by, played by John Glover. Yeah, who is great. I mean, he steals the show in many parts. He's just excellent. Him and uh, Rosenbaum are always one of my favorites on this show. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Yeah, but but you can't undersell these two, too. I think both of them do a really good job throughout the show as the parents. Especially at John there. Yeah, they're actually... It's... it's for a few years, it's always was weird. I, I always... Thanks to this show, I don't think of the I think of them as uh, Martha and Jonathan, not like Mom, Pa, Kent, like they used to in the comics and stuff. So, oh yeah, I never really thought about it, but yeah, I, I'm the same way. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, and I know in the commentary they're all saying that they really wanted to bring their ages down to make them more relatable, instead of being more elderly. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. As uh, if anyone likes uh, Michael Bailey uh, from like podcasting circles, he always likes to compare Superman to Spider-Man a lot, and it seems like they're doing that nowadays with the Spider-Man uh, character Aunt May, bringing her age down a little bit. Oh yeah, that's fair. Hmm. Didn't think about that either. Yeah, and of course, Alfred, uh, Alfred Go and Miles Miller wrote uh, Spider-Man 2. I think the next year after this pilot came out. So they're probably already working on that at the time. So maybe they thought like, oh, let's do something a little bit different yeah. instead of having these elderly characters. Yeah, and of course, Annette O'Toole there was already had a little bit of history with Superman because she was in Superman 3, was it? I, th- I think it was 3 that she was yeah. in. Yeah. If you uh, hear any like interviews apparently they didn't realize she was in superman 3 oh really that's funny oh man wow <laughs> yeah yeah and do you remember if this little kid actor comes back as lex at all 
I don't remember. Uh, it's I I I I don't think so. Because mm. I know they eventually do do like flashbacks to him at like school and stuff in like certain episodes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, they were also mentioning the commentary that the corn around him, there was only like two rows around him and all the rest CGI. And so uh, it holds up pretty well, actually. I, I can barely tell. It actually does. Yeah, actually it does. Uh, oh, yeah, the scarecrow. Yeah, and this, this guy here always kind of, he always kind of creeped me out as a kid watching this. Oh, here we go. Here's the intro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but for you, Isaac, because you're watching this for the first time, um, do you want to talk a little bit? What were you thinking early on here with this stuff? Yeah, the scarecrow, uh, the guy like crucified on the scarecrow. I'm like, where are they going with this? Like, this is this is that that's insane. And he's got the S on him. Yeah, the S on him. I'm like, okay, that's you know, that's foreshadowing to something. Yeah. Um, well, I I like maybe not like, but I I find it interesting that. They just said, oh, what if, uh, oh, this is stupid. This is just like standing right there and they get like hit by a meteor. That was, that was forced. That's all I'm going to say. I wonder where it's going to fall. Hmm. How interesting. Somebody's rolling die ones. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you ever listen to the, uh, 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 Captain Logan's, uh, commentary, he doesn't take it lightly about that shot. (laughs) Oh, I got to listen to that again. Um, but I, I, it is fascinating. Like this is one of those things where either they run out of ideas, or it's just like, oh, what if this? Uh, what if we decided that Smallville was hit by, or yeah, Smallville was hit by a meteor storm? Well, I think I think they did it because around the time the big thing was the X Files, so they're trying to like make it like an X Files yeah. Superman show because. Yeah, and Buffy, of course, too. Yeah, so they could do the freak of the week of the person coming with the uh, the like powers and stuff, like X Files. And also, it makes sense because they got the yeah, uh, to kind of counter you a little bit, Isaac. Oh, uh, you can go ahead, Jason. You can finish your thought. Yeah, I was gonna say it makes sense because they got uh, the guy who scores X Files to score Smallville in the beginning. Oh, I didn't realize that connection. Huh. Oh, but to counter you, Isaac, I actually think it's a pretty good idea for a setup of, um, because, I mean, Clark obviously came down in the destruction of Krypton. So that it would kind of bring those remnants too, and that would kind of affect this city with kind of weird radiation or something. I mean, I'm not sure exactly what the, I mean, the meteor rocks tend to change very dramatically throughout the show how they affect people. But. I can believe that. Uh, it also explains, gives a good explanation of where all the kryptonite comes from. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a pretty good initial idea for a show week to week, having different people kind of um, affected by Clark's past coming back to haunt him in a way. Was this, was this, a, what was the pilot itself like banned in America for like a few months or did they go with it? Because Again, a meteor strike happens. It's, you know, an act of God, basically. But given what happened a month prior, like, was everybody okay with this? Or was this, like, immediately censored? I don't know. I actually think that it was 
I actually think that it was good timing for this show to come out when it did. Because people after 9-11, I'm sure, were looking for a little ray of hope. Having Superman come back and kind of sit with them in their living room, I'm sure, was a kind of a positive thing. I can agree with that. Oh, but I did want to mention a little bit. Oh, you, you can go ahead, Jason. Uh, I was going to say, I think, I don't think it had really an effect on it. Maybe later on, but probably not in like the early episodes. Yeah, because they would have already shot all this stuff. I know they started shooting in around March and February of uh, 2001, so it have been way before all that. Uh, but I was going to say, since we mentioned Gotham a little bit in our little pre-speakeasy, um, this series was actually originally developed as a young Bruce Wayne show. But um, Warner Warner Bros. was like... Oh, yeah. I, I... Yeah, the, the film division was like, hey, we're already developing a movie. Yeah, it was like... It was like a show they were doing where they, he was like gonna travel the world and like kind of like Batman Begins, like travel around and like learn this stuff. And his like one of the main mm-hmm. characters he was gonna hang out with for the few seasons was gonna be Harvey Dent. So, oh, I didn't read about that connection. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's funny to think that Warner Bros. already knew that they were gonna do that before Nolan came on because I know Nolan's always talked about. Oh, when I envisioned Batman, I envisioned the early years. I don't think it was. It's like, yeah, oh, that, that's kind of the job you're already assigned to. It wasn't necessarily your your gig. Yeah, it wasn't um, Nolan who was doing it at the time. It was, uh, what's his name? The guy who did Warrior was making the movie at the time. Oh, Warrior. I'm not sure I know who that is, but. Hmm. Uh, the, the one, the Annie. But yeah, I did see that. Yeah, Nolan didn't come on. Um, yeah. uh, it was, uh, uh, um, what's it? Darren Aronofsky was doing at the time. Oh, he was working on that. Wow. That's, that's interesting. Huh. Him on mainstream stuff. That's insane. I guess it was early in his career, but geez, he would have been just coming off of Requiem from a dream. So <laughs> dramatic change in direction, but I guess he's always had a thing for Batman. So that makes yeah. sense. I want to see a Batman movie by him now. Let's go. Or miniseries. So it was going to be before Matt Reeves got his Batman movie. Yeah. It would have been weird, though, if you ever read it. It is interesting. Like, Alfred was going to be a mechanic called Big Al. Oh, no. That's bad. No. <laughs> that's bad. Big no. <laughs> no. But, uh, again. With uh, with the actors of of John and Martha Kent, did they uh, did they age them up? Like, did they have gray hairs, or was that like the actor's natural age? Uh, I think it's the actor's uh, natural age. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, they don't get really. Uh, I don't know. She gets really gray near the end of the season, but not the season of the series. But yeah, she definitely ages up. Yep. Yeah, and of course, Jonathan Kent. They're played by John Schneider. Um, he was really looking in this show to kind of cement himself as a new figure in television because, of course, he was always famous for Dukes of Hazards, Dukes of Hazard, and so I think with this, he was really trying to cement himself again, so people would recognize him as, you know, something other than just uh, <laughs> Boat Duke. Oh, that was definitely a uh, America a better place. That was definitely a Superman the movie uh, like type of shot there. Oh, hundred percent. Except it was done better in Superman the movie, I think. 
CGI was kind of uh, a little weak there, but oh no, like the shot where like you like they they show like uh, Clark running in the cornfields and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, I love all the Smallville stuff in Superman the movie. Yeah, all that all that stuff really works. Oh yeah, by the way, there David Nutter, who uh, directed this episode and produced it. Yeah, if you listen, uh, I'm going to bring this up, but. If you listen to Rosenbaum's podcast, uh, in the TV world, they refer to David Nutter as like the Spielberg of like TV directors. Yeah, and it's funny because um, I didn't realize that he has such a strong connection to pilots, but it turns out that he's actually a go-to guy. Anytime a new show's coming out, they go right to David Nutter and like, hey, are you available to direct our pilot? And we actually already discussed him because he directed the Flash pilot. But he's done just a fuck ton of shows. He did uh, Supernatural, um, Sarah Chronic or Terminator: The Sarah Connor Chronicles, um, Arrow, Dark Angel, Roswell. He did a whole bunch. Yeah, according to Rosenbaum. So you, he's kind of a. I'm sure we'll see him again, Isaac. Yeah, according to Rosenbaum, he does like two episodes and then he's gone. Yep. And he'll he'll kind of hang out in the development stage too, and kind of help like cement some of the ideas. But once he feels like the show's on its feet, he'll direct the pilot and he'll take off. So, <laughs> oh, but that's cool. I I didn't realize that connection, but definitely seen a lot of shows that have his fingerprints on them. Yeah, I'm gonna probably mention uh, a lot of the Rosenbaum podcast because he interviews pretty much everyone from Smallville. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and I've listened to one episode with Tom Welling and then one with John Glover, and really like the vibe of that show. Really got to check out some more of the episodes. Yeah, another one's really good. Oh, but there's so there's uh, there's Allison Mack, who I used to have a big crush on. I'll say many times when I felt frustrated with the writing in this show and was considering abandoning it, just my crush on her kept me watching, just so I can keep seeing her week to week. Um, I mean, I don't know who you're talking about because on screen right now is not Allison Mack. Well, yeah, no, she was just on the screen a second ago, but okay. Unless you're at a sink, I think. Probably. Oh yeah, and then oh yeah, uh, there's that uh, the guy from the first season, obviously Whitney. Oh, I think I'm out of sync with you too, Jason. Oh dear, <laughs> I am watching this on my actual DVD. I don't know how you guys are watching it, so. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm streaming it, so I might maybe I'm like one second ahead or behind. Who knows? So, yeah, but Whitney, um, I actually just recently saw him on something. I don't remember what. I'm gonna quickly look it up. But yeah, this is a character that I I always think that there's a lot of potential for him, but they never quite deliver. Especially on his return episode. Do you remember that after he leaves? He comes. Oh back. yeah, yeah. I think in the second. <laughs> I think I. It's always weird because he came on the show for like one season, then he like quit because he they 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 wanted him for a Flash Gordon TV show. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and then and then that didn't work out. Actually, I think maybe they shot some episodes for it, like maybe like half a season, then it got canceled or something. Maybe it was a full season. And then he came back, and it was just this horribly embarrassing follow-up. I was like, why would you do this to this character? Why would you bring him back for this? 
we talked about Whitney, but we, we missed the uh, intro of Rosenbaum as Lex. Oh, I'm seeing it right now. I guess I am a few seconds behind. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's looking real thin here and yeah. And of course he's the, the real star of the show. Yes he is. It should just be called uh Clark and Lex the show. <laughs> and I would watch every week. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Like as uh as Kevin Smith told uh uh, Rosenbaum on his podcast, Jason Mewes would just want him to get to do a show and just have him like walk up to Clark and just m- menacingly just say hello, Clark, and he would like watch every week. <laughs> yeah, he's great at that. He's great. Yeah. Uh, but for you, Isaac, what do you think of uh, Tom Welling in this episode compared to our previous Superman or Superboy? Yeah, um, I guess Superboy. <laughs> uh cw-esque i'll say that um it's funny this is like early this is wb before it's cw i know that yep there's you I, i'm gonna go with uh the the whole C. all right well, who's going on who's talking uh that's me I, I was just what i'm at the part where the car hit uh clark so oh wow you're fucking you're moving at lightning speed. What the hey? I'm not at that part. Yeah, uh, well, I'm at sixteen fifty three. What what's your timestamp? Let's see. Am I? I'm at sixteen fifty seven. Yeah. Holy crap. Maybe maybe I don't know what's going on there. But what were you saying, uh, Isaac? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm um, actually like right right a second before you there, Caleb. So it's fine. Um. I, it's, it's, I'm going to go back to, I'm going to defer to what uh, I said in Flash. And this is with every, like, almost every superhero show on that, on that, on that, uh, on that channel. Good. I think they have really good characters. I think they just need to um, be in a different network and or get a better script. Because some of the dialogue is, uh, (laughs) there's, there's, there's more corn in it than all of Smallville. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Yeah, there's there's definitely some some cringiness. I will I'll like the actors that. themselves. I think could do a really good performance, but I think the material they're given uh, doesn't uh, doesn't showcase their acting abilities well enough. Hmm. Uh, per- personally, of course, that's that's no uh, I, somebody else could argue against that, but that's just how I want to make it st- make state the facts. Yeah, now the car is hitting hitting Clark. Okay, I'll, I'll, uh, let me know when when you're at the part where. Uh... Um, they just, uh, or Jonathan just arrived. Sure. All right. Yeah, I can definitely see what you're saying, Isaac. Some of the dialogue is definitely a little clunky and a little hitchy on the head kind of stuff. And you'll get that all throughout Smallville. That's, you just can't escape that. <laughs> and either, of course, somebody could say, well, it's a pilot. They, they haven't figured out their minds. That's absolutely fair. I don't want to like, you know, throw that under the bus for them. Um, I just, I just assumed um it would be having you know watched a lot of cw at least in the new the new tens and not you know the the aughts here i i, I kind of assumed that they, they there was a still a similar standard uh as there was back in the day so once the cw show always a cw show as they say 
Yeah, even when it was a WB, still basically the same same thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you guys at the park? I'm still waiting for Jonathan. Okay. No, Clark's just looking up at the bridge like, oh boy, like hopefully no one noticed uh, or something. Now yeah. we're getting the commercial break and here comes Jonathan running. So there we go. Okay. Here we go. And of course, uh, they commented in the commentary that thought it was very clever that they had the uh, red towels like that. And they're like, oh, it's like the Superman cape. Uh, and I was like, oh, boys, that's that's not that's not that clever. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know they want. I know they want the uh, no tights, no uh, flights role in this, but uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I piss me off that role. Yeah, Batman embargo and a Superman embargo. Just for for some reason, Warner Brothers is just like no, 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 nobody should be on TV, even though they were doing it before. You guys are weird like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, Warner Bros. Be Warner Bros. Yeah, of course. Like I said this, before, Disney and uh, Warner Brothers have their uh, ups and their downs. Sorry, Caleb, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, this uh, this Kent farm here. It's about uh, twenty minutes away from my house where I live right now. Of course, it is. Yeah. I guess the quote Maury McFly in the Back to the Future. I guess this is where we warn that uh, Clark is a peeping Tom. <laughs> yep, that's certainly. Uh, it's creepy. No doubt, it's creepy. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't. Uh, this part doesn't age too well. <laughs> it's like, oh, she's home now. Let me zoom into her bedroom. Because, I mean, it's lucky that she went and sat out there, but he was still going to be looking for her. So, dearie me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun, funny thing with Lana there. Uh, when we first were introduced to her, I had my, I turned my head because of how cringy it was. I was just like, I can't, I, I don't want to watch this. And I didn't even realize that a Clark dropped a book on Nietzsche or Nietzsche, excuse me, and that it had the camera had zoomed into her neck, which was a piece of kryptonite. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't realize. And when she said, "Are you a uh, normal guy or a Superman?" I'm like, "What? What is this? Context is everything." Yeah, yes, yeah exactly. Is. Yeah, no, that is a corny piece of dialogue, but it does make some make sense in the the context of scene. Yeah, no, I mean context is there because they're reading Nietzsche, so like, yeah. why not? I'm pronouncing that wrong, but yeah, if there's a lot of that in in this show, yes. But I do actually think this is a pretty clever invention. Her having a a piece of the meteor that killed her parents and keeps Clark away from her. I do think that that's uh, an interesting concept that they do some cool things with in the first season. Yeah, is are they implying that's why he tripped? By the way, yeah, he was getting close yes. to her, and then suddenly, like, yeah, like. Okay. Him. Yeah. No. Wow. I'm uh, <laughs> late to the ball on that one. That. Yeah. Especially since Pete Ross said that uh, to Chloe there. Yeah. Like, Chloe's oh. like, anytime Clark Kent gets around Lana Lang, turns into a total freak show. Which, yeah. Okay, here's the. Uh, <laughs> All of a sudden, that now makes sense. Oh, this is the. Uh, here you go. Here's the start of the freak of the week stuff. Yeah, it looks more blue than aliens. Or Wicked City. <laughs> yeah, and in this first uh, threat, I mean, I remember thinking it was creepy when I was a little kid, but eh, it's not a terrible one, but it, it's just like barely a part of the episode, it feels like. Yeah. I don't know. I prefer the uh, 
of like the high school threats he had in the earlier seasons. I I, th- I prefer the episode where he uh, had to take on Iceman from the X Men films. Oh yeah, that one's a cool one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, who comes back? Uh, I think twice, and then his brother takes over the role, of Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, and I like the one with Amy Adams too. The uh, one where she's like constantly uh, starving, and I thought that one was—I mean, it's kind of a silly episode in terms of the effects, but I like seeing her so young. Yes, it is. It is. That that one was weird, though. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, weird. Oh, this is the truck episode. This is the truck part. That's right. Yep. Yeah, there's Lex. Oh, how do I thank someone? Well, I've got all this money. I guess that's how I thank people. So. Yeah, just just get him a vehicle. <laughs> yeah, it's nice showing some of Lex's kind of social awkwardness in that way. Not really knowing yeah. how to properly express his his gratitude. Isaac is really quiet, and they definitely play that up. I'm just letting you guys talk. That's uh, that's always what I want to do. I don't want to interrupt you guys. All right, I was just, I was just, I was just making sure you're still here. Yeah, um, yeah, and of course Jonathan here. I'm always here. Don't worry. Yeah, we had some connection issues a little bit uh, there early on, so <laughs> let's not bring that up. So, um, anyway, what is it? What is it called? Uh, uh Chekhov's wood chipper. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I guess I can kind of see that. <laughs> like as as soon as as soon as that came on screen, I'm like, all right, how does that factor into this? And then I felt bad because he he ruined a prior pretty nice shirt. <laughs> Yeah, but Clark sees, you know, he's got uh, flannel for days. All his wardrobe is just flannel. Yeah. But, that's what happens when you grow on a farm in Kansas. And of course, he's wearing red and blue already. Um, so. <laughs> but no yellow. That's, uh, that's another problem. Yeah, but of course, right now we're setting up what's going to be a dramatic, a very uh, impactful arc throughout this first season, at least, and many other seasons, which is Jonathan and uh, Lex kind of fighting over. Uh, Clark's affections in a way. Yeah. Fighting over which direction he, he's going to go into. Oh, and here's the... Uh, this is going to... This uh, piece is going to... I think... This is set up season two, right? Where they go into the caves? Eventually? Oh, is that, is that set up right here? I think so, with like the symbols... Oh, I don't. Oh, maybe maybe I missed this scene when I was watching it earlier. No, 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 no. It doesn't, because season two was when he goes to uh, Christopher Reeve and he kind of explains the symbols to him. That's right. Oh yeah, we do see some. Yeah, that's definitely a huge part of that whole cave plot. Yeah, which starts in season two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Isaac, did you know that Christopher Reeves actually appeared in this? Smallville goes through a lot of... Yeah. <laughs> Isaac, did you know that Christopher Reeves appeared in this series? 
I did know that. I knew he did. I think there was like a documentary or something about Christopher Reeve, like back in the aughts, and they showed him on Smallville. I didn't know he was season two, so they immediately like go go to him. That's that's fascinating. But that's that's awesome that he was able to play. I, how recurring was he? Was he uh, ever? I don't know. Was was he ever come back? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and his character. I mean, I'm currently watching season seven, and they're still going back to the stuff that his character informed. So, in terms of the impact, it's a big impact. Uh, he he was he was still around during season seven yet. Uh, he was dead, but just um, his character they they still go back to. They just don't show him. <laughs> <laughs> they're just okay. kind of like, oh, because yeah, I don't know if you remember the plot, but yeah, we start getting a bunch of stuff about uh, his youth in that season. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. So it's nice that they they gave him a character that was lasting, but. Yeah, and then uh, if I remember correctly, eventually, once we get to the caves, we do like the uh, we get the fun stuff, like the episodes about like young Jarrell on Earth and stuff. Oh boy, yeah, where they do my <laughs> least favorite trope ever: just have Tom Willing oh, play yeah. his dad. God, I hate that. <laughs> so I guess another flashback to uh, Back to the Future. They do that kind of thing in the uh, the third one. I guess it's not his dad, but grandpa ancestor oh i like that shot by the way with uh how obvious can you get clark standing with the angel wings around him do you like that or do you like ironically or unironically I, ironically yeah it's it's a little too on the nose that's too much i uh i'm just like that's that's really like uh, now of course it's like okay well put yourself back in the in the days when this actually came out i i think that's still pretty like obvious yeah 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 Oh, this is the uh, grave scene. That's right. Still, uh... I will say this. I've said this off recording, and I will always say this again. Uh, Kristen Kurtz, uh, Kirk, I forget her, say her name, uh, will always, to me, whenever I was a kid, I always thought she was playing Lois Lane. Oh, that's funny. Hmm. Literally looks like Lo- Lois Lane instead of uh, Lana Lang. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's fair. That tracks. Yeah, I do like their Lois though. Once we get her, I, I always thought she was a she breathed like a new life into the show when she finally shows up. Uh, she's my favorite live action Lois. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I think I agree actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's. Actually, I haven't seen enough of Lois and Clark. I can't comment in that regard. So. Uh, maybe she's, she's good in that. Uh, the Lois in that one's all right. I just prefer the one in Smallville. Maybe it's just like a nostalgia. It probably is. Whatever, who, whoever wins first. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I think she really does capture the the role quite well for Lois. I mean, Margot Kidder, you know, is is fun, but I I don't know. I feel like. She feels a little more, and I and I had about as much experience with the two because I watched those Superman movies over and over again when I was a kid. Yeah. So I, I don't know which one really came first. I also but... remember this show a lot because it was the first time we got a live action Brainiac. Yeah, and he's great. The guy from Buffy, I can't remember his name right now, but <laughs> uh, James Masters or Masters. 
something like that. Yeah, that's right. You know, I was a big Buffy yeah. fan when it was on, and Spike was always one of my favorite characters. So when he showed up in Smallville, I was over the moon, excited that they got yeah. him. Yeah, that was uh, that was a fun season when they did that, though. When he was introduced. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so for time frame, where are you guys at? Uh. Um, I'm at 3137, and it's just Clark and Lana still sitting in the grave by her graves. Uh, okay. <laughs> is this the scene where where Clark starts talking for the parents? Oh, it's so weird that he does that. He's like talking to the dead parents to her. Okay. I'll, uh... What do you think of that scene, Isaac? I might have. Well, I don't know. Mine's. Might just be uh, the YouTube or something, but to answer your question, Caleb, I at first thought was like, "What is Clark, Clark a medium all of a sudden?" <laughs> I don't know what I, I was. He trying to be charming in that, where it's just like, "Oh, okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna speak as her parents. Maybe that'll like win her over." Oh, and I, okay, yeah, now that makes sense. Now that she doesn't have the necklace uh, around her, mm-hmm. they can actually speak to each other. Okay, now that I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Alright, uh... Yeah, still having some problems over there, Jason? Yeah, a little bit. I'm just gonna let you guys go, and let me know when you're at the, uh, Luther Mansion. So... Sure, I'm at the Luther Mansion. Okay. Oh, not me. Lana just kissed right. Clark on the cheek. Good night, Clark. Yeah. Oh. Good night, Moon. Is it... She's smiling. Uh, There's Whitney, the big creepo. And we're here at the... So now we're here at Luther Mansion. I'm Flash Gordon. I mean, Flash Thompson. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we have Luther um, Mansion. Yep, I'm there now. Yep. The, the Xavier Mansion and the Queen Mansion. Oh, it looks more. It resembles more of the uh, Queen Mansion than it does the X Mansion. But that's just me. Also, they bring that over to Arrow as well. This is the Queen Mansion. It's also the Xavier Mansion, but. Yeah. Yeah. Still have yet to actually go to that place. Yeah, it's on Vancouver Island. Maybe when I go on a vacation, I might go visit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, first thing you should go see. Made from Scotland, brought over brick by brick. I'm like, um, that'd take longer than a year. That'd take at least maybe 10 years. Hey, if you're rich enough. Yeah, I'm going to go with that's comic book logic. So, yeah. <laughs> no, that's pr- that's totally pro- comic book logic. You're rich enough. You get a fleet of uh, ships coming in. There you go. Yep. And I think, th- is this like the first, uh, s- s- uh, this is the first one he starts like doing like Alexander the Great quotes and stuff like that, right? Um, yeah, I think that shows up here. Oh, man, is this his office? This looks nothing like what his office would look like after this episode. <laughs> well, maybe he had it wow. restructured. Maybe this is just his gym, actually. I think it's the gym. Oh, oh, yeah, this, this is yeah. where he gets his pump on. <laughs> so <laughs> He could use it. He's looking a little, uh, a little thin there. So how old is Rosenbaum by this point? Because he looks really young. 
Yeah, and it's very uh, confusing what age the character is supposed to be. I'll look up how old Rosenbaum was meant to be. Or it actually was, but... Yeah, um, I'm not sure. Oh, wow. He, was, he would have been like 29 here. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think Lex is supposed to be maybe 22, 23, hopefully. I mean, 20 would probably be better considering. Um, I was, I thought he was supposed to be like, uh, I thought he was like 23 or 24. Yeah, I would hope he's more like 20 considering some of the stuff with uh, a certain romantic relationship later in the show. Oh, be really yeah. Really inappropriate yep, depending yep. on what age he is. <laughs> yep. Now. Honestly, he could have totally played. I could totally see him playing Flash. Flash? Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he should have played Flash in Crisis, but but no one's ready for that conversation. That would have been great. Yeah, that, that would have been cool, though. That would have been cool. Uh, what were you going to say, Jason? Uh, saying that uh, Rosenbaum should have played Flash in, a, in, cri- in the Crisis crossover, but no one thought of doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I guess it would have been too confusing, but also cool. Yeah. Well, I I don't think it, that crossover was meant for, like, like the normal, like, goers. I thought they were. For, it was more like for like yeah. hardcore. It certainly was. I mean, if they if they make Kevin Conroy Batman, you could have easily made a Rosenbaum Flash in that crossover. <laughs> Agreed. Very much agree with that. Yeah. But anyways, I was going to say uh, this about Rosenbaum again. I was going to say that this season was also the season where he kept trying to be Clark's wingman with Juana the whole season. Yep. Yep. Always trying to set them up. Yeah. He's uh, their bumblebee. Yeah, he is always like, ah, Juana's here alone tonight. You can get talk to her, Clark. So here, I'll buy you some tickets. Take her on a date into the city. Yeah, pretty much. Weird, like this wall. Yeah, and here we go. Chloe's kind of she's sort of the lowest lane, sort of the Oracle, kind of a composite character in that way. Damn, she's attractive. Yeah, I was thinking it was more Oracle, but yeah. Ah, so Felicity got it. Yeah, Felicity. Yeah, and Pete Ross there. Yeah, Pete, I, I never know how I feel necessarily about this character. Oh, is this is this the tort? Well, he wasn't in a whole... He was in like a... I don't know. I felt like either way about Pete. Like, if he was in an episode, all right. If he wasn't, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they clearly were wanting him to be set up as like a main part of the cast, but very quickly on, I think they realized that he just wasn't that interesting. His relationship with Clark wasn't that interesting, so they pushed him to the side. It also was... So I just kind of felt bad for the actor, but... Also, well, yeah, and, and then he was in... He comes back later with, like, uh, in the gum episode. <laughs> oh, boy, that's a terrible episode. Just terrible. <laughs> that's another one where it's like, why'd you bring him back? Why'd you bring him back? <laughs> And it was his last appearance ever on the show. 
Yeah, that's some embarrassing stuff. That was such a shame. Oh, here we go. Some testosterone is brewing. Uh, here's oh. the poster for Smallville. Oh, how funny that it didn't seem to... Uh, how funny that it didn't seem to affect Clark until he exposed the necklace. Otherwise, he was just fine. <laughs> that's like... Uh, don't talk about it. If the writers don't think about it, don't talk about it. Don't bring it up. That's almost like the Dark Knight uh, scenario there. Where, like, Harvey didn't, didn't know it was a joke. Right? Oh, and here's one Whitney... Until he took off the hospital mask. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it hit him so well. We know. We know now during the COVID times. Once you have a mask on, it's like you're a complete stranger. No one could ever recognize you. Uh, but yeah, there's when Whitney's a real dumbass. He would just give Lana's necklace to Clark. Like, what the fuck? That doesn't seem to make any sense. I don't know. Up here, here's a. Uh... Like, I mean, I get that he was pissed, but that's his. Oh, creepo. Uh-oh. Flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, and this guy, he's like barely been in the episode up to this point. Like... Who is? How long has it been now? Almost 40 minutes? This guy here. Jeremy. Oh, yeah, that the... the or not Jeremy. Freak of the week. Yeah. Freak of the week, yeah. Crypto freak number one. I don't know. It's... Yeah. Yeah, so usually the plots focus a lot more. Oh, this was another. Uh, this is this is this is another shot. This is another shot from the intro. Yeah, there are a lot of them in this. Yeah, there's so many. But usually throughout the show, they focus a little bit more on the crypto freaks in the episodes. But I guess since it's a pilot, they need to set everything else up. So he's just kind of. Yeah, it, it's. We gotta set up the <laughs> characters, and then from there we'll get the. Stuff running. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, this season is always was interesting, especially the uh, the football episode was kind of weird, though. I don't know if I, I don't know if I remember that one. I I I just remember that there was it was about like a coach, and every time he would get upset, like thought like. Like a player sometimes will get caught on fire or something. So it was really strange. Oh, yeah, that's right. The coach. Yeah, and poor uh, Principal Kim uh, meets his demise. <laughs> or does, does Clark save him in that one? I can't remember if he, if he lived. Yeah, he lived in that one. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Here we go. A little bit of setup for... Uh... Something might happen a little bit after this episode. Oh, yeah. This is like... This is starting to... I'm starting to get some flashbacks to the Flash pilot here. It's weird to see uh, Chloe dress like that. and seems a little out of step for her, but... Oh, that's right. And I guess we haven't mentioned much about Allison Mack's uh, recent history, but, I mean... Course, I had a big crush on her growing up, and it turned out she was a, a big villain. So, yeah, I, I, <laughs> That's a I shame. tried not to talk about her. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like I, like I said, I've been going through this show with my my girlfriend here, and every time I see her, I'm like, God damn, she was. I had a real attraction to her back in the day. What a shame that. Uh, yeah. Turned out she was a big fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and then. 
Yeah, this is the... Yeah, and here's kind of Clark's... Oh, yeah, this is the... There you go. There's another part from the intro when he gets hit by the lightning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I guess this is Clark's first scene to really play it, play it up as Superman. Or at least um, more heroic yeah. character. And he gets and he def and the villain gets defeated by by getting hit by water. Yep, which feels like an incredibly weak weekend. Some of this stuff shockingly looks the same as like an eighties uh, like Hulk TV movie. Like it's like the same level of effects with some of this stuff. Yeah, I felt like it was probably like. Uh... There was like an app, like a minute left to turn in the script, and they had to figure out a way to defeat him pretty quickly. <laughs> the whole villain, they wrote the rest of the script, and they're like, okay, what's the threat? Let's just quickly write this guy in. He gets like maybe 10 minutes of screen time. Probably not even, probably more like six minutes. They're like, all right, we, we wrote a guy in here. We got to figure out how to defeat him. Oh, but we can't forget Clark. He can't remember Clark, so he's got to lose his memory by the end, too, conveniently. Yep. And for some reason, he doesn't die by electrocution. That's that's weird. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So he gets upset that he's not the prom. I guess it would be Homecoming? Yeah, Homecoming. Yeah, I think Homecoming. Clark's uh, Tom Welling's delivery of that line too is kind of strange. I don't know. <laughs> Look at him. I don't know. It's weird. Uh. Oh. Where's my necklace there, bud? How come you're not wearing it? Yeah, that's true. She did look down. Like, where is it? <laughs> That'll definitely be a plot. I think Clark also looks kind of creepy here too. Just the lighting and I don't know. I don't think she's uh, worried about the necklace right now. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, she's worried about something else. So did Man of Steel steal this part, or was that just Zack Snyder? Oh, I don't even remember. Huh. I, I haven't seen that since like 2015. If I, I remember correctly, the script writer said that he never, he never watched Smallville, so <laughs> I don't think so. That was his excuse. He didn't want to get caught ripping off this show. For his major uh, blockbuster. <laughs> his quote was that no one really what that a lot of people have never watched Smallville. <laughs> oh, by the way, that guy staying next to Whitney, didn't he go on to be an actor? He's just an extra there, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that he went on to have a career, that guy. I think so. Some show. I shrug. Maybe the OC or something? I don't know. He's really, really, really familiar. Was the OC on during this time? No, I think it was a couple years after this. Okay. I wonder if I go to IMDb, maybe he'll show up. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. All he looks like is he looks like the guy from oh. Dragon Ball Evolution. That that That's him. It's Justin Chat Chatwin. <laughs> that's him. Wow. Oh boy. Oh, he was just no. doing extra work at this time. Oh okay. my goodness. <laughs> it all makes sense. Yeah, War of the Worlds he was in. Yeah, oh boy. Alright. That's the that ladies and gentlemen, that is the closest you'll ever get to Son Goku and Superman. That is the closest <laughs> you'll ever get to them being on screen. Oh, oh, and he was in Shameless, that guy too. That's funny. 
I can see that. Actually, he does kind of recommend. He does look recognizable from from that show. That's another series that David Nutter did the pilot for. Shameless. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here we get their little. Oh, they said this is the Sermon on the Mount scene. That's what David Nutter called it <laughs> with his directing. Why did she like come in here? Isn't that like unless she unless you know Jonathan allowed her to come inside? I assume. Hey, she's like, if you're gonna be peeping on me with that fucking uh, telescope, I'm gonna be coming into this place unannounced. Oh, yeah, I just realized Lana literally is the girl next door. That's funny. Yeah, girl next door. Of course, he's wearing blue and red. Um, they always Inverse. have the color coat. Color coat in this show. Yep. Yeah, and um, Alfred Goh and Miles Miller were saying that the, uh, initially the studio that was producing this show wanted this scene cut. And then once when they got with Warners, Warners wanted this cut too. Or the WB. Nobody liked the scene except for them and the director. So they really had to fight to keep it. That makes sense. <laughs> oh, wait, was was this all another flashback? Not a flashback. Was this all like in his head? Yep. Yeah. I figured that because when I first, yeah, when I, okay, that, that, that totally makes sense. Because when I first watched it, I, I turned and looked away for a second because something caught my eye. I turned back and it was, um, it wasn't anymore. It was, she was like that anyway. Sorry. Yeah, it, they probably should have cut it, honestly. It, it makes Quark a little weird, but it's all right. I, I love this, too. It's like she heard him. She's like, wait, did somebody say something to me? Like, it's fucking weird. What's this smile, too? It's like, oh, maybe it was Clark that spoke to me. I don't It's just, I don't understand that. <laughs> uh and I saw that David Nutter said that he loved that shot. He's like, it's a beautiful shot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Definitely weird. All right. There we go. There's Smallville pilot. Another another Pilotsville episode shot away. What would you think, Jason? Uh, uh, it's, I mean, you could... After how many years you can see, like, you know, some of the flaws and stuff, but it still holds up pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a great example of the show, but I think that they set up the kind of character dynamics pretty well early on, especially Clark and Lex and and Jonathan, too. I feel like that kind of triangle is set up well. Everyone else, uh, I don't know, but (laughs) in the villain was kind of kind of weak. But how do you think it stacks up against the flash pilot is what I was trying to think since we just did that one um well i certainly would go with flash because i didn't actually enjoy this hmm. um not to burst your guys's bubble but that's that's with every everybody um this show seemed to have some good potential but like the fact that it was 10 seasons was like how can you do 10 seasons of like clark and smallville but you're not supposed to bring that into the pilot i mean <laughs> supposed to take it for what it is i guess not um and I was trying to remind myself, you're right. I'm just trying to remind myself of like Arrow and the Flash pilot. Again, that's a different time. If like Arrow and Flash were done in, um, in back in the day as well, uh, around this time, maybe it also probably would have been subjected to the same criticism I have. But Or, or what about the uh, AC pilot, for instance? Uh, I would say that one I liked more than this. Yeah. Uh, but that, again, that's because... Um, what is it? They the, the the first one is is the rough 
they're they're trying to just break break into new territory and they have a hard time with that so like the the next pilots after that should like make it all easier so it's like i i gotta give it that that if honestly yeah if it wasn't for this show uh we wouldn't have had crisis on infinite earths in on, on the cw let's be honest here uh this show started it all i think yeah, yeah at least for like the arrowverse stuff was definitely coming off of this show Although maybe not, maybe somebody could argue with me that Batman sixty six is what started it all. Which no, yeah, well, just maybe I guess I can. just this particular run of shows, yeah, kind of started with this one, at least for the CW. So it certainly did. So it has there's there's some parts that I uh, enjoyed. Uh, I've, I did actually like the the quiet ending they had. I I will appreciate it. I didn't get to say this. Sorry, I didn't get to say this, but. Uh, I did appreciate that there were no dumb setups. There was nothing. It just ends on Clark looking at Lana creepily by the telescope. <laughs> and the episode ends to whatever, you know, song that was from the aughts. Boy, that's some... Yeah, Lifehouse. So no, uh, so no mystery room? Yeah, no mystery room, thankfully. Oh, yeah, where he stands up and... <laughs> and he takes off his glasses. Yeah, and some of the production stuff, I mean, like I said, it some of it felt like an 80s, like, Incredible Hulk TV movie. Like, we really haven't advanced that much from, from that time, so definitely dated, but uh, I don't know. It's not the worst pilot I've seen, uh, Not definitely not the worst that we've covered so far, but... No, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to put it in that. I just personally speaking, it's like, yeah, it's okay. I wish they hadn't done certain things, but... Yeah, even then, I think it, I think it still works. Would it make you curious to check out more of the series? No, mm. no, big big fat no. Sure. Um, there's nothing here that hooks me on there. You sure, you don't want to check out like the season with like Adam Knight. I I don't even remember that. Adam Knight. Adam Knight. Who's that? Uh, it was the. Yeah. He was a guy that like Lana met, and it was supposed to be Batman, but they like, like. Uh, WB said <laughs> that's, no. That's, that's so obscure, Jason. So they're like, "Oh, we'll make him Adam Knight." I remember that character now. Adam West, the Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah, it was played by uh, played by Ian Summerholder. By the guy from the Vampire oh. Diaries. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and Lost. Yeah, that's a very obscure reference there, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that went over my uh, that went over my head. <laughs> yeah, I I I I will I will remember that it was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was bad. That was a weird was. plot. That was definitely a weird plot. <laughs> but yeah, maybe maybe in the future, Jason, maybe you and me will discuss some more Smallville. Maybe just the two of us, if Isaac isn't too interested. But, <laughs> <laughs> but. yeah, it, yeah, it could be like, or maybe Isaac could just like go and say, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Be in the background here being like yes i'm intrigued by that <laughs> oh really interesting but or just question why we would watch this <laughs> well but for the the future of our little superman series here yeah i guess me and isaac are going to go back and kind of step back into another realm of superman because we're going to do the lois and clark pilot and then we're probably going to jump into the animated series after that so so, Jason, I think I sent you our little list that we're doing. If you have any interest in covering any episodes from it, definitely uh, hit me up and we'll have you on. But Yeah, you got, uh, you may want to resend that to me. I, I can't find it again. <laughs> sure. Oh, but anyway, any last words? 
Uh, nothing. It just it brought me back to like simpler times before uh, before there were speedsters on the CW and Batwoman and uh, Arrowverse stuff. It was just simpler times where it's just a guy like going super fast and dealing with uh, relationship problems. Yeah, dealing with some arrows, dealing with some flashes, and <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I kind of, I was watching this around the time where I was having a lot of, uh, you know, relationship problems and trying to figure out what am I doing wrong. <laughs> so, I got well, Clark it. is definitely not the person to take advice from, because goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> but any last any last words from you, Isaac? <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to crap on anybody's nostalgia <laughs> for this. Um, apologies for that, everybody, <laughs> ladies, gentlemen, those in between, because you know you, you you are right to enjoy whatever you yeah uh, want to, even if it's uh, subjectively not good to somebody else. Um, but yeah, this this is. I think this is an important show because uh, it led to many other things. Was it trying to be? You know, I, stupid as it sounds, maybe it could it could have almost potentially been. Superman the movie, but done through 10 seasons. Like that actually would have been interesting if they had done it that way. Um, where you, although it probably wouldn't have been like, was it 22 episodes or whatever it is? Yeah. I don't know if it would have been like that or each season again, kind of similar to like a young Bruce Wayne show where like 10 seasons is him, like learning something, a craft, a skill and eventually becoming Batman by the end. Not, not this show. That'll let's, let's not do that anymore. Let's, um, I think for I think we're done with origin stories. Uh, that's what I like about Arrow is that it's not so much an origin. I mean, the origin stuff happens in the flashbacks until they kind of get away with it. Flash kind of does a better job of that. Where I mean, it's sort of origins, but like it's his for it's your one, so that's that's fine. Uh, but yeah, we haven't really had any origin stories. I'll say that. But yeah, DC. Uh, unfortunately, DC owns TV, as I, I've always well not always said, but despite what people will say with Marvel, uh, I think they have, they, they own TV for a long time before Marvel got a chance to do anything. Yeah, that's, that's fair. But streaming stuff, I mean, maybe Marvel's making their real comeback now. Well, that's because uh, streaming is TV yeah. now. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's what it is. So they well, own TV right now. Let's see how it is in like a few years when they have a bunch of streaming yeah. stuff. Well, yeah, that is, that is fair, but so far they've already beaten yeah, Marvel's already beaten DC to the punch with uh, the critically acclaimed WandaVision, Captain Winter Soldier, whatever, or Falcon Winter Soldier, and Loki. Yeah. So, uh, and of course, Daredevil as well, and all those Netflix series. So they're going to have to really step the, up to the plate. Um, although, yeah, I've, I've, as you said, like, uh, uh, was it Doom Troll was apparently good. Mm-hmm. And then there's Swamp Thing, which I've heard nothing about. And then Titans, I've heard mixed things about. So uh, who, who knows? It's, DC does have to play catch up here quality wise and there's that batman or that harley quinn animated show that everyone loves the harley quinn anime show is actually really good so i don't know if i'd count it in this sense because i'm only counting like that's fair live action not so much okay. animation that's a entirely separate thing because yeah dc is still i think top king on that one because uh well maybe not now but they've always had an edge over marvel i'll say that i was just thinking yeah. streaming stuff but yeah that's fair well i would say Doom Patrol is really good. Titans, uh, I, I, uh, I really have my problems with Titans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it goes from, man, this is a good season too. 
what were they thinking? Because <laughs> sounds like an episode of IRL. Sounds like uh, those Marvel Netflix shows. How, how do I explain? I mean, you get a, actually, yeah, you're right, Matt Caleb. You get an amazing episode in season two of Superboy. Then the next episode, you see Dick Grayson getting like visions of Bruce Wayne, and then in the middle of the episode, he does the bat toozy oh, for no reason. And that's a real thing. Uh, yeah, I'll get there eventually. I'm slowly making my way through. Oh, dear. Yeah, that so, sounds terrible. <laughs> so it's uh, like real, like, opposite. Like, there's no in-between. There's a... They make a hard left and a hard right. <laughs> Should have zigged when they really zagged. Yeah. Well, I really have to make myself some dinner. So I guess we'll, we'll close this one down. But it was good chatting with you guys. Thanks again, Jason, for, for coming on again. It's nice chatting with you today. And uh, Isaac, always nice talking to you. Yeah, maybe next time we'll do... Uh, yeah, maybe next time I come on, maybe we'll do uh, Constantine for Pilotsville. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm sure that's not going to be making it to our uh, DC retrospectives anytime soon, so we can just <laughs> do that randomly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's still Supergirl as well. I didn't say... I didn't, I didn't enjoy that, but like, that's still a thing that we could do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it is ending, so it would be nice to maybe look back to see how it started. So mm, That's fair. Well, uh, any last words? If you and your family and your family's car get hit by a meteorite, is the damage done to it covered by Allstate or your car insurance company? If so, you may want to look into that, or you'll be several hundred dollars empty from your savings. And also, just, just, a, just a friendly reminder... That the me- if there's multiple meteorites, it most likely is uh, a a pre strike from Krypton because they're they're coming for all of us. It's I, I tell you, man, it's it's nine eleven all over again. Like this just makes complete oh, no. sense. It's they're just initiating a drone strike, um, but in this case, they're just throwing meteorites at us. Just uh, I guess wiping like out the populace before they come and conquer the planet. So everybody, get your bomb shelters and. Get get all your weapons that you can. We're being invaded by Kryptonians. Yeah, that's basically Smallville. <laughs> but peace, I guess. <laughs>so what were you saying jason you want to talk about the spider-man and things yeah 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 uh so on now would it be thursday they had like a playstation conference and they announced the spider-man 2 game and the wolverine game for the uh, ps5 which looked pretty awesome are they like remakes of old games no no from the studio that made the uh Recent Spider-Man games, Insomniac games, yeah, Insomniac, and then and they also announced for the uh, second one, uh, 
uh, uh, Tony Todd himself is voicing Venom. Oh wow, that's cool. But yeah, we had a uh, they had um they had Tony Todd as Venom, which falls in the category. I didn't even think that could happen, but that that's a pretty good choice. It's happening. Yep, and then they're doing Wolverine. Yeah, good old Tony Todd. Yeah. Uh, do you know which studio is doing that one, or is it also still uh, Insomniac? It's still Insomniac. Oh wow, interesting. Is that also more? Is Marvel? Li- I assume Marvel's licensing it. It's not Sony. Yeah, and I know what what's his name is doing the uh, Guardians games this year. The the guys who did the lackluster Avengers game. <laughs> yes, uh, Crystal Dynamics is still uh, is still doing Green- Guardians of the Galaxy, which is. Will be interesting. I'll say that, but uh, you know, wait, holding judgment. I, I won't pass judgment. It doesn't look that bad, but and, and I guess we're getting a Marvel Midnight Sun game from I forget who's making that now, but yeah, I saw that it was coming out, and I text my one friend. He's not very confident about it. I mean, I'm excited because. Uh, you can play as Blade in a game, but other than that, not really. Oh, buddy, I like playing as Blade. I always enjoyed that in uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Although, I'm trying to figure out of all the characters you could put for like the Dark Avengers game, why are we putting Iron Man for the team, Captain Marvel, and um, I think it was was it Steve Rogers? It might have been Steve Rogers, part of the squad in the game i'm like okay uh popularity (laughs) i don't know maybe maybe it's me but i think maybe wolverine could probably fit in that category for like a midnight sun yeah because he's super popular that's why well also that and i think some doesn't like some comics sometimes he kind of dabbles in the supernatural i would say rarely i think i think daredevil goes into the supernatural more than Wolverine does. Wolverine's like either exclusively Avengers or exclusively X-Men. Yeah, I'm not saying that he like, it's not like his main thing, but I'm saying like sometimes. Because I'm thinking about the uh, the weird movie they had that time, uh, the Wolverine, there was some like weird supernatural stuff in there too. Uh, Not to my recollection. I thought it was all just like either mutations or advanced technology. Yeah, I feel like it might have been. Well, there was that whole thing where, like, um, was Jean Grey like a ghost, or was he just crazy? And shoot, <laughs> it was difficult to say what that was. <laughs> yeah, it was an odd thing. Schizophrenia. Yeah. So, yeah, we were talking about. Yeah, the Wolverine was a. That was it. I actually liked that movie. I like some people, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm more okay with it. I didn't like it originally. But it's got a lot of really cool visuals and some good performances. But of course, plot, I yeah. mean, I mean, the first one was X Men Origins, so that was before we had Logan. So, like, well, at least we have a good Wolverine movie. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> had good art as well. Some po- nice posters. Oh yeah, the posters are cool. Yep. Yeah, I still remember like my first foray in the X Men was still. It will always be remembered because my first foray was being dragged to see X Men Origins Wolverine. 
Oh, really? That was your first? Oh, God. <laughs> oof. Big oof. Yeah, I'm like, man, this this movie's crazy. <laughs> that was my opinion, and I saw the others. I'm like, I mean, I mean, my first uh, my, my first experience with my my first experience with X Men was X Men Three: The Last Stand. <laughs> oh wow! I didn't realize that either. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Maybe, maybe I think. Maybe that's maybe that's why I really like Deadpool is because of that because uh, that was like, like my first in into X Men and then I was happy Deadpool got his shine later. Mm. Yeah, I was too big time. I was like, he needs to be redeemed on screen, and yeah, really glad that Ryan Reynolds held on for all those years because he was great casting. Yeah, yeah, that helped a lot. I'm excited for. Uh, I guess I guess they said they're going to film Deadpool 3 soon and it's going to come out maybe next year. Oh, wow. I didn't realize. I thought it was going to be 2023, but... Hmm. Or something like that, yeah. Oh, that'll be good to get that out. As long as it's rated R, that's what everybody wants. Well, supposedly that's... I guess it's like confirmed that it's R, so... Yeah, and I mean, I, I guess Disney was behind Free Guy as well, so... Yeah. Well, that was. I thought that was a holdover from Fox. That, well, yeah. by the end, I mean, clearly Disney was working with them because <laughs> they wouldn't have been able to get away with some of the stuff that, that was in that movie otherwise. Yeah, that's true. Although they, they are supposed to be making a sequel to that now. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I'd, I'd be willing to go see that. Yeah. I mean, it the way it ended, it, it makes sense, but there's also some things of like, how are you gonna make a sequel to that ending? Yeah, like what's the what's the plot gonna be? <laughs> Just some lame rehashed plot, like oh, another threat. <laughs> it's kind of like oh, everything's resolved already, so I don't know why they need to do a sequel. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, but should we should we talk about Smallville here? Are you guys ready to watch yeah. this pilot? Let us start, sir, please.